Welcome to the podcast, Perspective of the Mind, or how to get unstuck when you feel stuck. Perspective of the Mind, how to get unstuck when you feel stuck. Host, Jana Dimitrova. Everything provided on this podcast is solely for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes. The information provided shall not be considered diagnostic, treatment of mental health conditions, therapy, or anything similar, and under any circumstances shall not replace medical or mental health treatment. The opinions of the host or guests are solely the views of the individuals and can be changed at any time. Today I'm going to meet you with Scott Robinson, the brain guy. He is a senior lecturer with the Academy of Applied Movement Neurology, and he has helped so many people in their healing journeys. From people who have been told by their doctors that they would spend the rest of their lives in wheelchairs, to people who just wanted to upgrade and uplift their lives. His approach is a new one, a different one, a workable one, something that I haven't encountered in my life. This was an incredible interview that is worth watching. We have discussed why so many people get stuck in life and how to get unstuck. Give it a try. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. You're one of the greatest souls that I have ever met. And I so much believe that with your knowledge, with your understanding of the brain and your abilities, which to me are kind of supernatural, this is my personal opinion. You will give us directions how to better navigate life and how to feel less stuck in life. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate that. Hey, super grateful to be here, Diana. It's a lovely introduction, but I would just start with that, hey, we are all equal. We are all great, great, great souls. And it really just comes down to how much time you've spent holding your attention on that truth of self. And if you spend more time with your attention on that truth of self, well, it's going to appear to others like you are something higher or something more or doing amazing things. And I would just say all the stuff that I do in healing and try and share in healing and try and, you know, be helpful. And, and I would say, I literally see miracles every single day, multiple times. And I would just say, we're not doing anything special literally just connecting with what's true. We're literally just connecting with natural law, universal law, what is actually absolutely true and available to everyone. And I am absolutely not doing anything special. And we can go into that absence and, and absence of specialness later if you want to talk about it. But uh, we're literally just connecting with what's true and it's completely available to everybody. And it's just something that's very, very opposite to what you learn when you come into this world and you learn the world via perception. And that's just something very different to kind of what's true in the universe. So happy to be here, really excited to get to share all of that with you and and hope that everybody gets a, a really significant benefit out of it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Scott. Okay. So let's, let's jump into that. So I will, my first question will be the following. In one of your Instagram reels that is named Harnessing the Intention of Getting Unstuck, you say the following. I'm quoting you. If you're looking to achieve anything purposeful or make any kind of purposeful change in your life, then the intention you set is incredibly powerful towards you achieving your goals. With that being said, can we set up the intentions for this conversation? Yes, look, great quote. Um, so let's just say, and that, I'm, I'm so grateful for you asking this question. So first and foremost, the intention for this session 
really truly wants to be healing. So first and foremost, you and I want to just get intentional about that. Now, let's just give a little bit of background and a little bit of information, a little bit of help with intention. You are walking around with every single day you and every single moment of every day, you're walking around with the greatest, most powerful supercomputer in the known universe. You're walking around with that at your disposal. You have the most powerful device for manifestation available to you in every single moment. So you're just going to set that most powerful computer, that most powerful manifestation device towards healing. And once you set that towards healing, well, that's what's going to happen because that's the most powerful thing. If you set your mind to that, there's nothing getting in the way because your mind's the most powerful thing. So you and I are just going to set our intention towards healing for today mm-hmm. and we're going to leave it open. We don't need to define what healing is. We don't need to define how far it can go. We don't need to define whether somebody gets a miraculous spontaneous healing whilst listening to this or whether someone just awakens to the fact like, oh, I think I need some help from someone or I think I need to go and see a person. Oh, this actually I'm becoming aware of a limiting belief or I'm becoming aware of a dark thought that I would just like to have dissolved and gone. If things come into awareness, that's great, but we can just leave it completely open and let healing be whatever it truly wants to be. And I would encourage anyone and everyone who is listening to do the same because if we are holding an intentional space and you want to get the most out of this, then by bringing your mind into harmony, bringing your mind into resonance with the level of mind that we're maintaining in this space, you're just going to understand more. You're just going to find that more goes in. It just becomes easier to absorb and digest. And if you want to have fun with it, then you can set a different intention, listen to it once, then come and set an intention for healing the second time when you'll probably find you get a whole lot more out of it the second time. But just take a moment set that intention for healing. And once you feel clear about it, then game on. Time to time to get listening and start healing. Yes, I so much agree with uh, this intention for healing. And also like, uh, I would like to add something to that. I would like this conversation to be like very practical for people who are listening to us. Like after they um, close this podcast, just to have practical steps, how to go into this healing. Okay. So, so and I would, I would, can I just add, I would add to that. So if we say, if that's something that feels important, then great. But I would just say, rather than say practical, just let it be perfect. Let it be perfect. Perfect yeah. will be simple, effective, and powerful. Perfect will be exactly what it needs to be for you. And if it's, if it's an awareness, great. If it's a practical step, that will be there. I will set the intention for healing and perfection. You can set the healing, the, the intention for healing and perfection. And then that's what everyone will get. So that's thought will literally come out. So looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. Yes. All right. Let's continue. So I did an experiment, Scott, and I typed on Google the phrase stuck in life. And do you know how many results I got? <laughs> I need to look in my notes. I don't use this number on a daily basis. So it's like 1 billion. 360 million results. So it looks like we all at some point in our lives, we feel stuck, right? And let me give you a personal example. So I wanted to initiate this, to start this podcast since some months, I would say even a year, but I couldn't move forward. I couldn't move forward, despite of the fact that my intuition was clearly saying that this is the right path for me. And my intuition never lies to me despite of the fact that I, I cannot count the numbers of books that I have read in this area, the numbers of podcasts that I listen to, and also like 
the person, the numbers of hours I did with, with me, like personal therapy, there was still a voice inside of my head that was saying, who you had to do that? Who you had to do that? And then, you know, all those thoughts, I'm not a, a native speaker. How about my mistakes? How about my accent? And of course, then perfectionism and anxiety, they always appear <laughs> when I less need them. <laughs> and then I was just like, really, really stuck. I couldn't move forward. And like, it took me conscious efforts to work on myself in order to be here right now talking to you. And I think that a lot of people feel the same way. Maybe in other areas of life, right? Some are just stuck in intimate relationships they don't want to be. Other in friendships, other in jobs they hate, or just in life situations they don't want to be into. I feel like a lot of people this way. And here comes my first question. Like, oh, all right. Okay, so probably the second already. What's the reason for that? What's going on in our brains? Why we get to the point where we just get stuck? And sometimes it's like a really long period of stuckness. And I assume that it's probably it's difficult to be generalized, right? Because there are so many components contributing to one moment to happen, right? Even components that are not of the awareness of our small, small minds. But still, can you give a generalized answer? Why do we feel stuck? What's the reason? What's yeah. going on with our brains? Yeah, like the first thing is just acknowledge truth's really simple. Truth's really simple. If we want to make decisions about things, then we just start to block things. So if we want to decide that that it must be really complex and it must be really hard and there must be a lot of moving parts and it can't be simple for everyone, there has to be an individual answer. And look, we're just going to get stuck. We're going to get lost in the details. And that's exactly what the lower level of mind is looking for. It wants to keep you stuck. Wants to keep you feeling guilty, wants to keep you feeling pain or resistance or hardship or fear or worry or sadness or all those things that make you feel stuck. And and yeah, the lower level of mind wants to analyze, it wants to see everything separately. So it wants to see if everything is separate, then there's billions and billions of separate pieces in all in motion. And for each one of those billions and billions of pieces, there must be a different individual plan moving forward. So then it seems really, really complex to work out how we get anywhere. Truth is really simple. Truth is really simple. Complexities of the ego. So if you're seeing loads and loads of complexity, then you know that you're dealing with with ego. And the ego itself is an illusion. And the truth is that complexity is the is of the ego. The ego is an illusion. Resistance is an illusion. Resistance can only come from illusions. The truth is, truth just is. Truth opposes nothing. So that cliche that truth sets you free solves all your problems is really, really true. Sounds like a cliche, but it's really, really true. We can sit here and talk about it and that can bring an awareness, but the only way that you truly understand it is via experience. So we would need to have an experience of truth to just to, to truly learn it because learning can only take place in the conditions where learning is possible. And that's by just going to truth and just living it. And that sounds like it's really challenging because people say, well, but I've been trying to get there and I haven't been able to find that. But it doesn't necessarily need to be you that figures that out. The way that you come into, into freedom and into ease and into effortlessness to just get unstuck and move forward is to first recognize that real reality, real reality, reality opposes nothing. That which is true just is. It's forever going to be just true. There's no opposition. There's nothing that opposes it because it just is. It is itself. And we would need to let it be itself and allow ourselves to come into resonance with that so that we could experience effortlessness. The truth is that you're perfect. 
Truth is that you are perfect, that you are limitless, that you are joyous, that you're peaceful and you're free and you are abundant, that you are all of those things. That is the truth of self. But if you make decisions that you are something else or that you are a collection of limiting beliefs or a collection of fears and grief and shame and guilt and any of those things, well, that's a distortion of the truth. That changes truth. And when you change something which is changeless, truth being eternal, eternally changeless, when you change something that is changeless, well, it's no longer itself. So if truth just is, that means it never opposes anything. If reality just is, well, that means it never opposes anything. So there's no resistance in real reality. There's no resistance in truth. That would mean that reason, higher reason would straight away tell you that if you experience resistance, well, resistance can only come from illusions. It's the only place that you could experience resistance, the only way you could experience resistance. So if you feel stuck, it straight away tells you that's a feedback. It means that on some level, if I feel stuck and I feel resistance, it's telling me, oh, I must have aligned with an illusion somewhere. I must have aligned with falseness, with a false belief. I must have aligned with some wound, some false idea about the self. And now I'm feeling stuck and feeling resistance because I'm not aligning my mind with what's true. I'm, de I'm dealing with an illusion. And once I recognize that, well, now there's going to be a path to let that go and see through it. But that would be the first step. It's really, really simple. Just understand if you feel stuck, you're dealing with illusion. Reason would tell you that because there is no opposition. There's no resistance in truth. There's no opposition in real reality. And so resistance comes from illusion. Simple answer. And then there's a path towards healing from towards after that. I love that. I love this concept about the truth and that resistance comes from illusion. But at the same time, Scott, we know that like 95% of the day is executed by the subconscious mind, right? And only 5% from the conscious mind. And I think I've read somewhere that from 70 to 75% of those subconscious programs are self-sabotaging, disempowering, limiting beliefs, right? And like the funny thing is that those uh, beliefs are even not ours. They're just coming. We have inherited them from society, from parents, right? And here comes like the question, but how we can change those programs so that we can easily remember the truth? First of all, we know that brain works but like subconscious mind can be reprogrammed through repetition, right? By embodying the new and then repeating and repeating and repeating. And I can tell you by personal experience that this works, right? yes. We can repeat and embody the new and then it comes to the point where so quickly can go back to the familiar because we have been practicing that for the whole of our lives. And those neural brain pathways, they're so strengthened. And some of us, we have been through a lot of traumatizing events in our lives. And those event, events, I, I believe that the emotional response that we had to them, and we are probably still having in a way, it even strengthened those neural pathways and subconscious programs are so, so strong. Sometimes I feel like, oh my God, I cannot beat that really. So <laughs> how I can change that? But can you offer us like, so that we can remember the truth you are talking about. But can you offer us, like, my question might sound like a little bit ridiculous, but I'm looking for, for an easy way because not everybody has the will to practice something over and over and over again, you know? And despite of going back to go forward, forward again, I want something that, that can be applied by everyone and it's easy. 
is there something out there that we can yeah. we can uh, you can offer us? Yeah, sure. So look again, several things there. First thing is make no decisions. So if you make decisions about things that right, the only way that I can change things is by repetition. I've got to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Well, if I've decided that. I've lost truth because I've made a decision about things. There's no, I've made a decision about what is just from my awareness, from my perception, from what I think that I've learned or what I've taught myself about the world, because that's what I was shown or somebody else showed me. And then I've blocked anything new coming in. So if I make a decision about what is, I've blocked truth. Truth sets you free, solves all your problems. And if you block it, well, you're going to continue to feel stuck. So the first thing is you want to be open. You want to be open to what it is because the truth is it's really easy. Truth is, it's actually really easy. The second thing to acknowledge is that we're all here for each other. We exist in oneness. The the entire universe exists in oneness with itself. So you are one with all things. You are all things. Whether you experience that or not doesn't matter. The only way you would experience that is if you would have built a belief system that would allow you to perceive that oneness. So I always say to people that You don't need to go and sit in a cave in India or on a mountaintop in Tibet somewhere and meditate for 20 years or 30 years to try and be one with everything in the universe. You are already one with everything in the universe. You just might not have built the belief system that allows you to perceive that. But that doesn't change the truth that you're one with everything. So the fact is us being one with everything, you're here to heal. That's your that's your function. You have one function and it's healing. That's what you're here to do in this lifetime. And when people say that sounds a bit boring and a bit bland, well, healing makes you whole. When you're whole, that makes you a higher expression of energy, makes you a far better version of yourself. It makes you more of who you truly are. And when you are whole and you are that higher version of self, well, then you get to connect with purpose and you get to execute your life purpose and be who you are truly here to be. And that's where you'll experience all your fulfillment, all your joy. To make yourself whole is to make yourself happy. That's where all your joy will be found. So healing is what you're here to do. The idea that you have other functions beyond healing, like that's literally what destroys your peace because that means you're trying to do things that you're just not set up to do. So we want to just literally just keep our mind in that space of healing and trying to improve the self. And because you exist in oneness with all things, well, the path is that we're here for each other. We are literally all here for each other. So we're not here to heal on our own. So that's the first thing we want to acknowledge. We want to, we just want to have an awareness of because in this world, everybody has this idea of self healing as I'm going to do this myself. I'm here to figure this out myself. And that's not your job. It's not your function. The path's already been figured out. It's not your job to figure it out. That's literally how you're going to stay stuck and just, you know, stay on that, on that merry go round for years and maybe decades. So the first thing is to acknowledge that. There will be others and literally every single person on the planet holds the opportunity within them to help you find freedom, you know, and that's there. So reaching out and finding help and finding healing from others is a really important and key step. But working on your own, what you can do that's really simple is you can do things via meditation. You can do things early in the morning when your brain's like your brain's in a coming out of a, a theta state or even coming out of a delta state when you're coming out of out of sleep. So while you're still kind of feeling a bit sleepy, you're still in that state of hypnagogia, that's when you've got more access to your subconscious mind because it's like that conscious buffer of noise, that conscious level of thought, it's much thinner. It's like the veil is thinner. So if you have no awareness or no idea of how to do this stuff on your own, and and I said, I do this all the time with people and it's just a very different process and it's really quick and it's really simple. But if you don't know how to do that kind of thing, then you can literally in the state of hypnagogia, you can repeat things to yourself. You can literally just enter some thought and you can do this via meditation 
and said, you can meditate for 20 minutes at a time, slow your brain waves down, and then you're more suggestible. And if you have a thought that is truly beneficial that wants to go in, then you can enter that thought by just repeating it a couple of times or just allowing that thought to just come to rest and just sit and your subconscious can accept it. But we also want to look at what's true. And this is really, really important because most people, most processes literally just work from the conscious level of mind as in I'm dealing with anxiety. So what would fix anxiety? Well, what if I put in a belief that I'm peaceful? What if I put in a belief I'm dealing with depression? What if I put in a belief that my life is joyous, my life is happy? Sounds kind of opposite. Sounds like it should be helpful. Well, the question is, is that really what wants to go in? Does that align with what's universally true? Does it actually tick all the boxes that I need to? So you want to try and put, you want to try and put something in that is actually universally true. Put in I am loved. Put in I am whole. Put in I am safe. Put in I am one. Put things in that are actually absolutely universally true. You're looking, that's going to be far more beneficial, even if it's not the specific aspect of truth that you actually need and your mind actually truly wants to set you free. That will be have give a far more profound effect in healing and up-leveling your life than just putting in something that you consciously think is going to be helpful because that conscious level of thought, that's the level of mind that created the stuckedness in the first place. So trying to solve a problem from the same level of mind that created the problem generally doesn't go so well. So rather than just trying to come up with an idea that I think is really good and I'm going to put that in because I've now got a strategy, that's probably a really good way to stay on the merry-go-round you would like to try and go to something that is actually universally true. And so while you're coming out of deep sleep in the morning, before you turn your phone on, before you open the window, before your feet hit the ground, you can just, when you begin to have an awareness that you're awake, you can have a little short statement like, I am loved, or I am whole, or I am at peace, or I am safe, or I am one, or whatever it is that that feels truly beneficial to you. And you might repeat that over a couple of days and just allow that to go in. But we can talk about where what un, where people feel like that gets undone down the track, if you like. But that would be a really cool and simple little little practical tip that can be really, really beneficial to then to begin to change the subconscious mind. And again, you can do that in meditation. You can get so you can get still and you can slow down. You can create those opportunities via meditative processes. Um, but that can be just something really simple that anybody and everybody can do. I guess it's like a self-hypnosis, right? But at the same time, if I'm not mistaken, like hypnosis like works just for a for a certain period of time. So how long we have to repeat that in order to get results in the reality? I mean, how how long we have to repeat those new beliefs when we wake up in the morning or when we go to bed, like before going to bed, I guess it's also workable. But how long we have to do that so that we can we can really see um, results in the reality, in the physical reality? Well, the first thing would be you would need to get out of the way. You would need to get yourself out of the way because it's it's the habitual self. And you're saying, how long until I can see results? Well, what you're talking about, the only thing that I'm talking about results, I'm talking about no longer seeing the habitual patterns that have kept me stuck and made me feel like life isn't great. So how long is it going to take to get past that? Well, you can just get that out of the way right now. So the the habitual self that's not real that's you, that's who you think you are and it's who you're maintaining because it's who you're telling yourself you are but it's not who you are who you are is perfect who you are is limitless who you are is is always joyous and always peaceful so that's who you truly are 
If you're trying to overcome patterns of anger or frustration or guilt or low self-worth or, or pain or dysfunction or any of those things, none of that is who you truly are. That's just what you've learned from the world. That's what you've learned from your perception. None of that is who you truly are. And if you continue to make decisions about that, that that's who you are, well, then you're supporting that, like you're maintaining that. And yes, that will continue to keep you stuck and it'll feel like it's difficult to, to get past. But the truth is, it's not who you are. And the way we dissolve illusions is simply by looking at them without protecting them. So if you're prepared to look at these ideas of self, these false ideas of self that create pain or stuckedness or, you know, or dysfunction or illness or whatever they are, if you're prepared to look at those without protecting them, you'll be able to dissolve them really quickly. They can dissolve in an instant. And again, this is what I see with people all the time. So for me, putting those things in, the times that I've actually gone and done those processes were via hypnagogia and meditation, um, I'll just put it in once. I'll just put it in once and let it be there. I'll repeat it a couple of times. And as soon as I feel like I'm coming out of that state, well, it's no longer valuable. So I might only repeat it two or three or four times and that's enough. That's all that it need, that needs to be done. If I tell myself, well, no, this is a long process and it's challenging and it's a healing journey. It's not an awakening. It's a journey. Well, you're contributing to that. You, you're maintaining that by holding that belief. It's your belief system that makes your perception. Your perception only goes and perceives the things that you believe are there to perceive. Your perception only ever goes and confirms that what you believe is right to you. So if you believe that it's going to be a long journey and it's hard and there's hard work and there's challenge and suffering, a lot of hurdles, well, you will absolutely make sure that those things are there for you and it'll feel like exactly that. But if you change the belief that this is effortless, this is easy, oh, I'm just uncovering the true self, I'm just dissolving illusion, then yeah, these things, you can literally, instead of having a healing journey, you can just have an awakening, which can happen in an instant. It's a very different thing. Yeah. Well, everything that you're saying sounds like so easy. And I, I, I think like the problem is that we cannot adopt this belief that the process is easy, right? Sometimes even caught myself in those in those thoughts that, you know, it takes time. It's difficult. You know, you have been through so much. So it takes time to heal all these problems, traumas. But yes, probably it's not that um, it's not that difficult, right? It, uh, it doesn't take uh, so much time, and we just need to adopt this new belief that basically everything, like joy, peace, enlightenment, everything, we have access to all of those things right now in the moment if we decide. If we decide, yeah. So, yeah right? The first thing is you would need to allow it. So I, I literally say to people in every, nearly every single session. And we say, look, there's something we need to talk about. And it sounds like the kind of thing that we should never, ever, ever, ever need to talk about. But you are going to need to choose for the thing you want. Like this desire that you say you want, peace or freedom or happiness or joy or love, you are going to need to be able to choose for that. Like well, there's going to come a moment when you're going to be faced with letting go of an old story or an old judgment or old guilt or low, old, low self-worth and just choosing for this thing that you want. Like you would need to be willing to choose for that. So you would need to be willing to just let go and just let it be easy. You would need to be willing to allow the process to be what it truly wants to be. And this is the thing, and this is where people really get stuck. Uh, it's just understanding what perception really is. Because what people have done is you use your perception completely upside down. 
you've gone and used your perception to perceive the world as in you've perceived experiences that might have been hard or challenging, or maybe it was a healing experience and you've taught yourself that healing is a long journey that's challenging to get through. Because what happened is you perceived experiences where you feel like you went forward and then two steps back and then forward again and then some more steps back. And and you perceive that that was challenging. And there was emotions that came up in those moments. And this is true of every single moment in life. You can perceive things and then based on the emotions that you feel, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they feel hurtful or harmful or happy, you then give meaning to the situation as in you decide that this was a good thing or a bad thing based on what you perceived. So you literally looked out, you looked at the world, you experienced things and you said that was out there and I'm just doing my best to just hold some balance or I'm just doing my best to try and navigate through the world because that's all out there and I'm just reacting and responding to that. And that's completely upside down. So that's how you teach yourself the world. That's how you've learned the world. You've learned how to be in the world because you've just responded to situations and you've literally taken on the belief system from your parents and from your culture and teachers and whatnot. But you've then gone through life just responding to your perceptions, which is literally just your interpretation of things. And again, that's completely upside down. Perception has one law. Perception has one law and all rules and laws in perception come from this one thing because there is only one thing. And the truth is you can only perceive the things that you believe are there to perceive. You can only see what you believe is actually there and available to be perceived and seen, but you'll only believe what you want. So the truth is it's your belief that makes the perception that allows you to perceive the reality that you experience but it's the desire. It's the desire underneath all of that that makes the belief. So when you look out of the world, you're not looking out and seeing a big, seeing a big, bad, wide world out there that's just different and creates resistance and feels hard and it feels like there's wounds and I'm dealing with low self-worth or pain or suffering or depression or anxiety. What I'm actually seeing is I'm seeing a printout. I'm actually seeing a printout. I'm seeing an outside picture of inner desires. I'm seeing an outside picture of my inner deep desires or, 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 or collection of desires. And the lower level of mind will immediately take offense to that. Because if you're dealing with pain or suffering, and then someone says, that's just a picture of your desires. Well, the lower level of mind says, how dare you? How dare you tell me that I created this? You're blaming me and saying it's my fault. And that is never the case. The lower level of mind will do that because it wants to try and keep you stuck. It wants to keep you in that. It knows that if you take offense to that, what you're saying is, how dare you tell me that I have any responsibility over this because that's just the big bad world and it's out there and I'm in here and that's not what I want at all. I want something different. Well, what you're saying is, I have no power over any of that. How dare you tell me that I have power over any of that to change it? Because the truth is, if what I'm seeing is just a collection of my desires, well, that's not what I consciously want. We're not talking about your conscious desires. We're talking about your deep, deep, deep subconscious desires, way below anything you're consciously aware of. You're wanting for those things that then makes the belief, that makes the perception, that allows you to perceive what's out there and then give you that experience. So when you see that, and you recognize that it's literally just your desires, well, hey, for your desires, you can change your desires. And that's the thing you need to go and do. So we need to then go and change the desires. And it's important to change it to something that's actually true. So there will be deep desires that your soul truly wants, things that you truly, truly want for in this lifetime. And if you adjust those desires and change them to your true desires, well, then those true desires for peace or joy or freedom or love or whatever it happens to be, those true desires will then go and make new beliefs. 
And those new beliefs based on those true desires will then go make new perception that will allow you to now perceive love and peace and joy and freedom and all these things that you actually truly want for. So what you're seeing is you're seeing an outside picture of your inner desires. If your life is really happy and joyous, what that is, is that's a feedback and it's telling you just how much joy you've allowed yourself to let in. That's what it's telling you. If you see suffering, it's because deep within you, not at a conscious level, way below that, there's a desire to maintain the suffering. And if you're prepared to step up and say, you know what, I can accept that, I'm going to embrace that. Well, that's the moment that you become empowered to change it. If you say, how dare you blame me for that? What you're saying is, how dare you tell me that I have power over any of that? That's going to keep you stuck. It's entirely your choice. If you are willing to just look at it and say, wow, that's my desires. Well, I don't want that. I want to change it. Hey, that's your first step. You've now. So if you find that you're changing your beliefs and they undo, it's because you haven't addressed the desires at a deep, deep level. And then when you begin to address those desires, that'll change, that'll make, that'll allow those new beliefs you're putting in to just be maintained. And that'll make new perceptions. That'll create a different reality that you experience. That's a very different experience of life. I love that. I love that. And when we are talking about changing the desires and beliefs in our subconscious mind, I I think that yes, I, I I've listened to you and you said it was I believe on Instagram and you said that brain that probably yes it's a good idea to to talk about that right now. So you said that brain doesn't recognize negatives, right? So when we are putting those no, new desires and beliefs, we have to be conscious about about that. And you said also that a lot of people probably don't really don't realize that. So if I tell you don't think about pink elephant, you will most likely think about pink elephant. Just but, did, just talk- saw one. <laughs> so can you talk to us a little bit more about this concept? And also, I would like to add a, another question to this concept. So if I'm in a physical pain right now and I'm hugely depressed and pain and depression are negative words by themselves, does it mean that I also shouldn't use them in my verbal speech and in my internal conversations? Or you, you, you're saying negatives like uh, don't, shouldn't, isn't. So can you talk a little bit more about this concept? Mm. Yeah, so it's like when you're trying to put a belief in, if you're saying, if, if you want to put a belief in that says you want to be, I want peace, I want, I want peace, I want freedom. So it would be really simple to just put in a belief of I am free or I am in a state of peace. Then if, if I was to put something in, if I said like, I'm dealing with anxiety all the time, like anxiety is my experience of life. It's always, always, always there in this overthinking thing. Then if I put in a belief of I don't overthink, well, my brain doesn't hear the the word don't. It's just going to hear the word overthink. So I'm literally putting in a belief about I overthink. So it's just really simple. Don't put those short negative words in when you're trying to create a positive statement. It's like the, the brain won't recognize that. So mm-hmm. that that's that's just try and you want to try and stick with what's true and what's really simple. And that that's the simplest, easiest path forward. Okay, got it. So uh, I want to get your perspective for one of the things why people uh, feel stuck. So we have been raised in a society that is so much concerned about the shoulds rather than the wants, right? And don't get me wrong, I pretty much understand and acknowledge that 
there should be some rules, right? Because the collective consciousness is not so high, in my opinion, and we have to function properly as a society. But at the same time, there are some shoots that we continue to follow, unwritten shoots that, in my opinion, I call them like shoots for suffering. For example, let's say, probably you have heard the sentence, you have to be a lawyer, doctor, or loser, or you have to be to marry by the age of 30 and having two children by the age of 35. And I think we sometimes so much want to fit into society, to be appreciated, to be valued, to be liked, that we lose our own direction. And then we ask ourselves, well, why I do feel stuck, right? And I'm like, I'm still wondering why society, why schools, they're not teaching us how to be in alignment with ourselves, with the universe, with our passions, with our talents, as I believe we all have specific ones. But like they're they're more teaching us falling to those old narratives that are not working, in my opinion. And I believe this may be like a really reason for feeling stuck for some of people. I would like to get your perspective about that. What do you think? Do we get stuck sometimes because we just want to fit in into some unwritten rules for success? So hardest lesson you'll ever learn. Hardest, hardest lesson you will ever learn your entire life. Truth is true. That's it. Only truth is true. So this whole idea of, well, there's my truth or there's that truth or there's this society's truth and there's that value and like you've got your truth and he's got his and she's got hers. Only truth is true. All the rest of it is just belief. And belief doesn't on its own has nothing to do with truth. It's literally just what's happened in the collective consciousness and what's happened in your mind with belief is literally you just downloaded your beliefs from your parents, which were downloaded from their parents and their parents and their parents and from from the culture. And the brain has a negativity bias. And the only time you typically, without paying conscious attention and trying to do something positive, the only time you add a new belief is when you do something you, you, your brain pays enough attention to something to shift the nervous system. And because the brain has a negativity bias, it's typically going to be when you have something negative. That's going to be when you have a trauma of some kind or when you have a wound of some kind or a pain or a hurt of some kind. And so those beliefs that are in the mind, they're largely, largely negative. They're largely, largely limiting. And so because they've all come from wounds and traumas and negative experiences and they just get downloaded and coming into this world is it's like a filter. This belief system in this world is a filter. It's like if you come in, little kids, they say little kids come into this world and they're they're innocent. They're innocent and they're pure and they're perfect and they're limitless. They don't have any limitations in their mind. And it takes about six years, which funnily enough is about the amount of time that the brain takes to slow to, to get itself up from from delta and theta brainwave states to alpha state where it begins to think critically, but they're literally the brains are just downloading and that first six years of life, just completely downloading, downloading information, just absorbing the belief system of this world. So it's like they've come into this atmosphere of belief in this world and you just download those beliefs. And those beliefs have nothing to do with beliefs are literally just a collection of falseness. So if the entire world exists within that atmosphere of belief and it has nothing to do with truth, well, if there is only truth and illusion, so resistance comes from illusion. So then that would mean that's where we're going to experience resistance and stuckedness. And then because that lower level of mind wants to control things, it wants to analyze things, and it wants to say, like, I need to be the one that's driving this. I need to be the one that's in charge. I'm going to figure this out. 
Well, the only way you can figure it out is to go and source new information. And that information, the only information you have in your mind is what you have from memory and experience. And your memory and experience doesn't contain doesn't contain anything true. Memory is has no link to truth. Memory is nothing more than the past tense of perception. And perception is partial, partial and limited. You can only ever perceive a fragment. What goes into this moment right now between you and me is not just two people sitting on a Zoom call with microphones and just giving visual and auditory stimulus, trying to do a nice thing and try and help people. Like that would, you would look at that and think, oh, we should be able to judge this. This is really simple. Like we can see we're doing a good thing here. But the entire universe exists in oneness. So what goes into this moment is everything that's happening in the entire universe in this moment. You and I are just perceiving a tiny little fragment. We're just perceiving someone else on the other side of the screen and some auditory sensory stimuli that's coming through the earphones. That's just a teeny tiny little fragment. And then based on that teeny tiny little fragment of information, you then try, you then go have some emotions and you give meaning to it and say, oh no, we're doing a good thing. I've judged it. No, we've definitely done it, done a good thing here. But we don't have the whole picture. And it's really simple to say, without all the information, how can you judge a situation? Like you absolutely can't. So the lower level of mind exists in that space. And because it's trying to control and it's trying to figure things out for itself and it's trying to just be the one that directs the entire process, it goes to look and try and source the new information to try and see if it can come up with a new conscious strategy for something better. The only place it can look is memory or experience. And that might be personal memory. It might be collective memory. It might be scientific memory, but it goes to memory or experience to try and see if it can find something new and put a new plan together. But you're working from the same level of mind. So your question about why is this truth thing not being taught in schools? Well, the entire collectives of society is working from this one level of mind and attempting to solve all the problems of society from that same level of mind. That's that's the level of mind that created the problems in the first place. The answers don't exist there. So this is the lesson. The lesson is that only truth is true. And this whole idea of individual truths and what it doesn't exist, that's the first law of chaos. That's literally what, again, what keeps us stuck. So understanding that we need to let go of what we've perceived in order to be able to download something higher and receive that truth that sets us free, gives us healing, literally opens up peace and freedom and abundance. We need to let go of the lessons that we taught ourselves because, again, you only taught yourself via perception. That perception is limited. It's a fragment. It's false. It's literally filtered by your beliefs and your biases and your preferences. Like You're just getting these teeny tiny little fragments that are unique and individual to you because your perception is made by your unique and individual belief system. That has nothing to do with truth. That's just what you perceived. So when you look at your memory, memory is just the past tense of perception. And if you're going to try and solve all your problems from memory, well, there's no truth there. That's just the past tense of your perception. So we need to just go to this this awareness that only truth is true. And once we recognize that, then there's a clear path forward because peace is the guide to truth and truth and can only be found in stillness. There's a place within you. There's a place within you and you have this higher level of mind that you can connect to if you're prepared to get still and allow all that conscious noise and all this past memory and all that past perception to just not be there for a moment or two. So you can actually ask some questions and download some download some truth that can kind of set you free. And that can put you on a path and that can change things. So yes, absolutely. Society could change itself if we started teaching these things in schools and you know started giving that awareness. But that's just not, at the moment, that's not how our society is looking to solve its problems, but it doesn't have an awareness largely of these other concepts yes it can be said better 
really but when i was listening to you i was wondering but how about the the fear we it's difficult to deal with the fear so let's say we we decide to adopt new way of beings that are not typical for the society and then we feel a little bit left out like something is wrong with us and the majority often time uh, is making us feel like something is really wrong with us and this fear of being judged of this fear of feeling guilt is so strong sometimes and honestly i i i sometimes understand people why it's why they're not going to embody this new ways of being even if they recognize that this is the right right path for for them because the collective is so much pushing into the opposite right so if if you can give just one advice about dealing with this fear we can remember all this you know the the truth that everything is like joyful in this universe and we have access to all of those things but at the same time i, I feel like the collective energy is so huge that how our personal individual energy can be this thing it's like difficult it, or it's again my my limiting belief <laughs> that it's difficult right what well, you would say that it's like we said come back to that lesson only truth is true so if only truth is true and there is only truth or illusion if what you're looking at and you're seeing fear well fear is an illusion Fear is not a real thing. Fear being an illusion, it has no effect if we're prepared to not give it an effect. So let's just strip this back for a second. Truth of who you are, truth of who everybody is, is eternal. That's the truth of what you are. You're a limitless, you're limitlessly powerful. You are eternally, beautifully perfect spiritual being who's just currently having a human experience. And because you're eternal, eternal things are real. And real things do not change. That's what makes them real. So real things hold their reality. And so the real, the true self is eternal and is always peaceful, is always free, is always joyous, is abundant, and is always those things. You're changeless. There's nothing that anyone can do to take that away and change that. Now, you may have never experienced those things, but that's because you've been living with a belief system that gives you a different perceptual awareness because what you believe about the world is something very different than what the actual truth is. And you're living in a body that was specifically engineered and designed to not be able to see those things because the goal of the lower level of mind is separation. And so you literally have evolved a perceptual system that can't see those things. And so you need to literally, it starts with, as we say, truth and faith are always found hand in hand. Like you can never actually get to truth unless you believe that truth is a thing in the first place. You would need to believe that truth actually exists so that you can actually begin to build the perception that would allow you to see it. Right. And that's the thing because it exists, that real reality exists beyond your perceptual range. Now, so once you have that, once you but once you actually have a faith in truth and you believe that truth is a real thing, then you will have a faith and you will know that you are the real true self is eternal. You don't die and you're changeless perfection because you are literally in the exact same state as you were when you were created because that's what eternal things are. They don't change. Illusions change. Real things don't. So if you are changeless perfection and perfection is always joyous, always peaceful, always abundant, always free, and there's nothing that anybody can do and or anyone can do to take it away, break it, bend it, lose it, it just can't be lost because it's eternal, well, then you need to ask yourself the question, if you don't die and you're always happy and you're always free and always peaceful and there's nothing that anyone can do to change that, and that is the truth of real reality, where would fear exist in real reality? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Well, can just you answer illusion. it? It's just an illusion. Well, yeah, fear cannot exist in real reality. If the truth is that you don't die and you're always perfect, always peaceful, always happy, always abundant, always free, and no one can change that, no one can take it away because it's eternally changeless, well, there's nowhere fear could exist in that real reality. And then we need to come back to that lesson, only truth is true. So if there is only truth or illusion, and you always have the power of decision, the power of decision is always yours. You are always free to decide at any moment, but what you have to decide between is always fixed because there is only truth or illusion that you can choose between. There is only that which is actually true and that which is not. So truth or illusion is what you got to choose between. So if the truth of real reality is that there is no fear, if fear does not exist in real reality, well, real reality would be what's true but you've definitely experienced fear and you believe you've perceived that and you're talking about this big collective thing that feels really fearful and it's, it's challenging to get out of, well, the only place that you could experience fear would be in unreality because that's the only other place that's available. There is only truth or there's illusion. So truth, real reality would be what's real. Unreality would be the illusion. And there is nothing that is unreal that can have any real effect. And this is something that I do and something that I see with people every single time and every single session. And this is what you'd need to have the experience of just describing it doesn't set you free. You actually have to have the experience of it, but you can literally just dissolve illusions by simply looking at them without protecting them. If you're prepared to no longer protect the illusion, it will literally just dissolve. And that fear, which seemed so overpowering and seemed so debilitating and just seemed so real, the moment you begin, you change the belief and the moment that you commit to no longer protect it, it literally dissolves because the illusion has no power. The illusion is nothing on its own. The only reason that the illusion feels so big and feels so, so powerful and feels so scary and so hard to dissolve is because you are limitlessly powerful. You are infinitely powerful. And if you give the infinite power of your belief system to an illusion, well, you will absolutely experience all of the effects of that illusion absolutely as if it was real because you are so powerful. But the moment that you no longer give the, your power, the power of your belief system to, to something that's false, well, what was false no longer has any power over you and it literally dissolves. So once you see through that, well, you no longer experience the fear. It's just not there. And you need to experience that first to kind of to know it and understand it. So we can talk about it and it sounds nice, but you need to experience that first. And the first thing is believing and just allowing it to be in your awareness. Just let it be there. And so once you dissolve, once you see through those things, then you know it's literally just it's just a matter of allowing yourself to see through it. And one mind can share that with another, which can share that with another and share it with another. And only we only need you only need one mind to change the world. That's all we need. And it's like you can't teach that to someone, you can't teach that to the collective, you can't give that to the collective if you still see truth or see reality in the illusion of fear. If you still see fear, well, you can't really share that freedom with others. You would need to see through it first. And then once you've seen through it first, then you can go and share that with others. And then that can begin to just snowball and spread. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for reminding us how how powerful we are. We have choice each and every moment, right? Each and every moment where to go. And in every moment, we have to remember that, as you said, we are limitless. And we are so powerful. And we do have the power to change our reality if we decide to do so. And just remove all those beliefs 
for all those things that I was I was talking today, that it takes time, it's difficult, the subconscious mind, all these programs, how we can change. We just need to decide that it's easy. And mm-hmm. everything, abundant, love, joy, everything is available right here, right now. Mm-hmm. If you believe it's hard, you will absolutely make it hard. Yes. Uh, we are, as you said, we are so powerful that we, uh, we can have a reality that is so hard if we decide to make it hard, right? So, yes. I promised to um, my community on Instagram to ask some questions. I see we are, we can talk with you like hours and we're running out of time, but I really want to at least two, three questions to ask you. I promised that. So here I go with the first one. I'm going to read, to read it exactly as I have received it. I will not change anything. So here we go with the first one. Why having money is so unattainable? And why is having enough so impossible? This may sound childish, Diana, but I feel I deserve more of it. I work hard, and yet real money doesn't come to me. I feel like universe doesn't want me to have money for some reason. Every time I read these questions, I feel like the frustration of this person. Only by the way he composed composed those sentences. It's like, what will be your advice to him? Yeah. So same thing. Look at it exactly the way that we looked at it before. Instead of looking and saying, the world's not giving me what I want. This world is just, it's unforgiving and it's not giving and it's not generous and it's not fair. And, and, and whatever beliefs I, I'm maintaining in the mind that's stopping the money from coming to me and stopping this abundance that I say that I want. If I look at it truly and say, ah, I'm feeling, I'm perceiving scarcity. I'm perceiving lack. I'm I'm literally perceiving that I'm hard done by or I'm perceiving unfairness. These are the things that I feel like I'm perceiving. If that's my experience of the world, that's what I'm perceiving in the world out there. Ah, that's showing me something in here. That's showing me beliefs. There must be a belief in me on some level that's blocking that. On some level, I must be believing that I'm unworthy of it because my belief literally makes the perception. All of my decisions are coming from that unconscious level of mind. So, And this is the thing we talk about, self-sabotage, and no one can see their own blind spots. You won't, On your own, you won't be able to see what it is that's in your mind that's blocking you and blocking the abundance that perhaps really truly wants to come. So the first step may be actually reaching out for help to get past that, but you can see it truly. And if you see it truly as in looking and saying, okay, if I'm prepared to accept that on some level, the only reason this is happening is because on some deep level, way below what I consciously want. Consciously, I want for abundance. Yes, I'm very clear about that. But on some deep level, there's something in me that's wanting scarcity or wanting lack. And then I'm making the subconscious choices and decisions that's maintaining this perception of lack in my life. And that's not what I want. Well, then I need to recognize, ah, that's my desire at a deep level. And then once I can look at that, I can begin to rest my attention on my desires you know, and where I'm going to get the answers are in peace and in stillness. Like it's in stillness is where you'll get those answers about truth. But the true path, like we said, the true path to healing is literally reaching out and getting help from another. You know, and this for something like that, I would I would say if it feels like it's a it's a feels like a self sabotage kind of a kind of a scenario where I'm really wanting for one thing but I'm getting another, then I must be blocking it on some level. And so it may take a different set of eyes, a different per- per- different perception to be able to perceive where the stuckedness is and then just get free from it. But understanding that I have a responsibility because they're my desires that's making my experience of life, 
well, then that at the very least, that opens me up and empowers me to the fact that I'm the one that changes this. It's not the world. That's me. Okay. Well, now I just need to find the path forward. What gives me peace? What gives me freedom? How do I, is it help from another person? Is it literally just slowing down and asking for truth? Is it asking for how do I just get out of my own way? How do I get the habitual self out of the way and just find something new? And it's making no decisions. Again, if I decide that the world is ungiving or the world is harsh and just gives me scarcity, and like if I've decided that, then I'm blocking, I'm blocking anything new because I've made decisions about what is. And then I'm blocking new information. So I would need to just ask, how do I get free? How do I find freedom? How do I find peace? How do I find the true self? And then when I just ask those questions in peace and in stillness, then the answers that solve that can begin to come. So make no decisions. Take responsibility for the desires at a deep level, not in any blame kind of sense, but just understanding the responsibility, understanding how powerful you are, they're your desires, and then you must be powerful enough to change them. And then from there, once you get still, asking true questions, not stating a perspective that this that I, that this is bad or this is wrong or that the, the world is a harsh place, just asking true questions towards peace and freedom and abundance, then you may find that answers can start to come. And I love how your answer is connecting to the next question that I'm going to ask like perfectly. <laughs> so one, uh, one person asked, how do I find where I'm blocking myself? And I like, as I said, perfectly matching. So even people who have done the work with themselves may discover, may encounter one and the same results, physical results. Uh, And I think that I have listened to one podcast and Dr. George Spencer said that if we're having one and the same unwanted results, it's because of deep subconscious belief that we're totally blind about but how we can understand what is this thing about sometimes it's not easy we see that the results is one and the same we do the work and the results are one and the same and then what the hell we are we are doing wrong we we cannot find what's the what's the root and then it it becomes really really discouraging and people may feel that the work they've done with themselves is just in vain <laughs> because the results are just one and the same. So how we can we can find where is this is this blind spot? What is this blind spot about? Hmm. So again, first thing is if you feel stuck, that's not who you truly are, right? Because resistance can only come from illusion. So if you're aligning with an illusion where you're not being the true self, you're not being who you truly are, you're not being that limitlessness of who you truly are, you're not being that perfection, that joy, that abundance, that freedom, that knowingness of who you are because you're feeling stuck. So by definition, you must be in a level of illusion. Now, that level of illusion comes from the lower level of mind. The lower level of mind itself is wholly and completely insane. It's completely insane. And so there is only truth and illusion and the thought system of truth would be where sanity exists and the thought system of illusion would be where it, where insanity exists. And so going in to try and understand insanity is not how we solve the problem. But that lower level of mind looks to analyze everything and that's what people do. People dive in and go, I need to figure this out. Like I need to know what is it that's keeping me stuck? How do I find that? So we can just go to freedom. We can literally just go to just go to what's true. You don't need to go and understand insanity and then go, right, once I think I've figured out this problem and where I feel stuck, and now I think I understand that, 
Well, what I've really done is I've just gone and given reality to the illusion by looking at it and trying to figure it out and making the problem feel more real to me. So I feel like there really is a problem to solve. That just builds up the problem. That just keeps us stuck. So we don't, you, you never, ever, ever need to go into insanity and try and dissolve insanity or try and figure it out or really understand the picture. It's interesting. And I've experienced that, especially when you've been living with with some of these patterns and you feel like, I want to understand them, but that's only because you've placed a value on it and you, you're giving meaning to it. You want to give meaning to the suffering that you've been in. You want to give meaning to the hardship you've been living with by understanding it and knowing what that picture was. But there's no value in that. It doesn't take you anywhere. It doesn't set you free. It doesn't take you to a higher level of mind. You can just go to a higher level of mind. You can just go to truth. So, and then it would be the specific aspect of truth that would set you free. Again, you can just, and if you're trying to do this on your own, as I said, you want to at least go to something that is true. So, if you, if I said, if you go to somebody who knows how to see through these things, well, then you can literally just connect with, you can download the, the higher levels of truth or the, the aspects of truth that truly set you free. And you can just go to that new level of mind. And that's, that is always available for us. Uh, but if you just go to what is true, I am love. I am whole. I am knowledge. I am knowing. I am at peace. I am abundance. You can go to these statements that are actually true and you can begin to try and put those beliefs in via some of the processes that we've talked about. That will be helpful. That will be helpful. And you begin to try and get that old habitual self out of the way. But going to try and understand insanity, to try and get to sanity, that's kind of fundamentally flawed approach. You could just go to sanity and that's really, so go to the truth of self, go rather than try and go into the resistance and try and understand the resistance, just go to freedom, just go to what's, just go to where truth exists. And that's, again, it's a different direction, different approach. I want to remind to all the people that are listening right now to us, sometimes we cannot do that on our own and sometimes we need help and there is anything wrong with looking for help. We sometimes feel like, oh, we are weak if we go for help, right? Or there is something wrong with us, or maybe uh, we are crazy, or uh, all those things. This is not true. Like, help is available, and sometimes we need it, right? So I just... Yeah, look, it's the true path. It's the true path as in we're all, like, there's a quote that's in Wisdom Codes and Spiritual Texts and one of that no one gets into heaven alone. So this whole idea of no, no, I'm going to figure this out on myself, and I'm going to do the self healing. I'm going to figure uh, like that—that's not how we get to our highest state. It's fundamentally doomed to just delay, delay the process. Eventually, you'll get there. Eventually, you figure it out, and you know you'll work out that we, you know, we're here for each other. But that's the thing: we could once we recognize that well, we're here for each other. Well, let's just embrace it. And when we're looking at this whole help thing, well, the truth is that giving and receiving are the same. Giving and receiving are the one thing. So going to someone else for help, you're asking to receive something. Well, you're giving them the opportunity to give. By them giving, they receive. By you receiving, you're giving. You're giving them the opportunity. It's a beautiful, beautiful balance if you're just prepared to just step into it and embrace it. But I get I get absolutely as much out of every single session that I get to do with people as kind of the miracles and amazing results that other people get to receive when they come to me. Oh, it's it's equally valuable to me as it is to them. And if I fail to appreciate that, then I can't 
give. I'm not truly giving. I can't give people that result. So I need to appreciate how much each person is truly giving and bringing to me, which is an amazing gift. And and for me, that being able to give healing, I'm receiving. I'm receiving in the exact same moment, exact same time, equal equal amounts as the other person's receiving when they're kind of getting free from these old stuck patterns. So you never feel unworthy. It's just completely false. That's again, that's the kind of patterns that lower level of mind will kind of use thought patterns to try and make you feel like you need to stay stuck or you're not worthy of reaching out. It's the true path. Reach out, reach out for help because it's literally your choice to just completely up-level everything in your life. It's literally a choice. You can just go to it. So, And that's something when you recognize that, well, okay, I want for more. Let's do it. Let's call someone. Let's get. Let's figure this out. Where we go. Yes. And I love how you said that no one goes to heaven alone. I, I love that. We are just one, right? So It's really simple. I will jump quickly to the next question as I, I'm looking at the time. <laughs> so how to move stuck in dissociation for a longer time? I asked this lady to give us a little bit more context about this. And she wrote the following. Dissociation related to anxiety and depression. I feel disconnected to reality, like I lost Wi-Fi connection to it. I feel empty, like like nothing matters. So there is no need to do anything and there is no enjoyment. At the same time, I feel overwhelmed by, by the being. Living is too much. It's all too much. Especially if I'm in nature, I feel it's all too big and complicated. And all my perceptions are altered. Even feeling my body, it seems to be an alien. I can't stand to be in my skin and wish just out of it. This is a very sad question. And obviously, it's it's, uh, connected with uh, depression and anxiety. Just a few sentences about what you have heard. So... The true path would just be go to peace. Like that's what you'd be what you'd be looking for, you know. And so, peace again. Peace itself is found in stillness. So just slowing down and making the attempt to turn the decisions down, turn the decisions off. Can I let go of the decisions? Because and then I need to actually just look at my desire. What do I actually want for? Because I'm describing all of these things, I'm describing all the things that I that I perceive I'm suffering with, and I'm dealing with that are really hard and really challenging, and that I don't want. But what I get when I speak to people all the time, people who are in chronic states and chronic, you know, chronic states of anxiety or depression or pain or sickness, is when you ask them, "What do you actually want? What do you want?" And somewhere very close to 100% of those people will say, "Not this. I want something else. I want anything but this." And the mind, the attention's never actually gone onto what they actually truly want. They're too busy looking at saying, not this. Well, you're maintaining the word this in the intention, which means you are intentionally maintaining this, which is what you consciously don't want for. So you would need to allow your attention to shift towards something that you truly want, in this case, peace. And and this is the thing with peace is that, you know, Nothing that is unreal can have any real effects. So we talked about that before. The truth is you're eternal and you're perfect. That's what the true self is. The body is just passive. It's not intelligent. It's just passive. We celebrate our our society, which exists at that lower level of mind, celebrates the body because it gives, it assigns properties of mind to the body. The body doesn't have a mind. The body's influenced by your mind. And so the body is literally responding to your mind. It doesn't have its own mind. 
if you are existing at the lower level of mind where your body is going to passively respond to fear and guilt and suffering and shame and lower self-worth and all of those patterns that exist in the lower in in the lower level of mind and you will then manifest all of the symptoms that go with that if your body is literally just responding to the higher level of mind if you exist at the higher level of mind which is that truth of self and all of that perfection and joy and abundance and peace well, your body's going to manifest far more of that perfection that exists at that high level of mind. Your body's just passive. It's literally just doing what it's told. It's responding to whatever the predominant noise is that's coming out of mind. So if you are existing at the lower level of mind and the body is just showing you, it's showing you a printout of that. It's showing you that. If you're dealing with pain and suffering, well, that's not perfect. That doesn't exist in real reality. So if it doesn't exist in the real reality, which is perfect, then it can only exist in the lower level of mind, which is where the illusions exist. So I could look at that and say, ah, that's not perfect. That's not what I want. Okay, there must be an opportunity to change that. There must be a way that I can see through that. So only truth is true. Only only that which is true can be real. Real things can create and have real effects. And only that can come from real things. Only that can come from truth. Nothing that is unreal can have any real effect whatsoever. You can feel those effects because if you give the infinite power of your belief system to the illusion that you're buying into, you will absolutely feel all of those those effects exactly as was just described in that in that email. But none of that aligns with what's perfect. None of that aligns with what is true in that in that example of real reality that we gave. So it would mean that it must be an illusion. It would mean there must be a way to see through that. You don't need to figure that out. You don't need to understand how you do that on your own. And in, in all honesty, you'll do that by just allowing someone else to show you how to see that. That'll be a way easier way to go than trying to trying to figure it out from a level of mind that's never actually seen that because it doesn't know what it is. But the peace that you can find just from knowing that nothing that is unreal can have any real effect, and the truth is that nothing that is unreal actually even exists. If something's not real, it doesn't actually exist. So the moment that we withdraw the infinite power of our belief system from that illusion, what seemed really real can literally just dissolve. And so this is the thing, just knowing that you could literally be minutes away or an hour away or a couple of hours away from just dissolving all of those things and having them go away, that can bring peace unto it, like in and of itself. So just allow that awareness in. There's nothing that you need to do with it. There's nothing that you need to go and change and try and shift on your own. Just let that awareness be there because once that awareness is in there that nothing that is unreal can have any real effect and nothing that is unreal actually even exists, well, it tells your mind there must be a way for this to to let go because what you're describing is that it's all so big and it's too hard to overcome and it's all just insurmountable and it's never, ever going to change. What you're letting, you're planting the seed of awareness in your mind that this could be dissolved. There is a way that this dissolves. And then once that belief is in there, well, now you can start to make the perception that's going to allow you to start to see the path towards finding it. And then once you allow that perception to start finding the right options and choosing the right path for you, you can start finding the help or the beliefs or you know the shifts in perception that will allow you to start dissolving more of those things. And then that, again, that can accelerate, that can snowball you know, as, as you go down that path. Yes, and uh, we shouldn't forget that we shall not use negatives while talking to ourselves what where we would like to go, right? This is something mm. also talked about. Yeah, so exactly. Just no, I want for peace. That's what I want. I want to go to peace. Not I want for something else or I want to be pain-free. That's a classic one of saying I want to be pain-free. Well, yeah, you still maintain the word pain. 
yeah, I don't want to be sad anymore. I don't want to be depressed. I want to be pain-free. You're still maintaining those words in the affirmation or in the intention or in the belief. And again, that would contribute to keeping you stuck. So just go to the true desire, which in this case would just be peace. Thank you, Scott. And as an end of this show, I would like to play like a very quick game with you. I will start a sentence and I would like to ask you to continue this sentence with the first thought that comes to your mind, but it should be just one sentence and very quickly without thinking. Okay, ready to play that with me? (laughs) (laughs) See, here we go. If I should say one thing to all people that feel stuck, this will be? Get unstuck. One fact that really surprised me about the brain functioning is that? Spirit was within the brain. That blew my mind. Wow. (laughs) This is huge. People feel unhappy because? They're living in illusion. I really believe in? God. If I may change one thing in in this world completely, it will be? Change to happiness. People hurt other people because? They're living in ego. If all the people remove their state of being stuck, the world will be? A much happier place. I wish to all the people watching right now, Peace, joy, love, and freedom. Wow, this was a great, great conversation. Thank you so much for co-creating with me, Scott. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you was my first guest. Thank you. Uh, It's been a beautiful thing, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really lovely to get to be here and share this space with you. and, And I hope it was truly valuable for hopefully a number of people. Thank you. Thanks for watching. I hope this episode made a difference in your life. Stay tuned for the next one. Shift the mind.